Um, I do love it when you come into the studio, Joel. This is our second Joel's joint. Um, how are you? I'm oh, very good, thank you very much. Yeah? Yeah. Um, it's been a bit of a gap, actually, because we were hoping to knock them out like, every week, but between you well, and we're me... We're both busy. We've been very busy, <laughs> haven't we? Yeah. So where have you been? I've been in Switzerland for a few days, which was lovely. In Basel, actually. Mm. And I was invited by a lovely couple who run a radio show called Living Room FM. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you're familiar with it. I've heard about that which they hold from, like, an Italian, kind of swanky Italian restaurant. And in between courses, they interview, and then you get to play records. And the, the club's downstairs, isn't it? Uh, no, there isn't a club there. Um, yeah, it's like, it's like a bar. Yeah. Uh, and they have, you know, and they have speakers outside and stuff. And they were promoting, like, their second anniversary... No, their, their second compilation album. And then they had a club on the Saturday, and I played with Frank from Am. Oh, yeah. Who I'd never met before. He's a lovely guy. Mm. And in between... So was it a kind of techie affair? Um, kind of more house music based, yeah. Um, but their album kind of wasn't. The album was there. We go glitch again. <laughs> Is it me? <laughs> the album is a lot more kind of chilled, kind of more down tempo. There's like a Radiohead track on there. There's a quite a village track on there. There's a Toby Tobias. There's a few different things, yeah. But it was very well put together. And there's little snippets of dialogue. Um, Toby's on it. Uh, Sinbad's on it. Oh, is he? Yeah, he's on everything. He is, isn't he? He does. He does get around. He's in Brazil at the moment. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't know what he's doing. But I know that when he went to America last year, he just decided to go, and the next thing he was producing Questlove's sister. And that all happened, like, at a party. Okay. Yeah, that's the way to do music, isn't it? I think so. Open. Yeah. Yeah, I never do that. I just have to prepare myself months in advance. But I think that sort of feeling of just being able to switch your life and just decide to stay somewhere for a few weeks is quite nice, isn't it? It's not the kind of thing you can do at a certain age, though, is it? You've got to be, certain, you've got to be young for that. Mm. Younger. Mm. Do you find that? Um, How much sort of freedom have you got in, like, OK, right, that's it. I'm going to just go to... Puerto Rico for a week because I feel like it today or can you have you, you got have you got too many responsibilities I've got a lot of commitments you know I work for DeWolf so that's kind of a big commitment I might be working for another film company putting together some soundtracks for them I've got my own stuff going on but you know I, I suppose I could kind of work out of any country at the moment just because of the internet really but you know and I, I'm not married or anything at the moment so um, I haven't got anything tying me down I've just got family and friends here phone but, sorry phone have you got your phone off? No, it's not mine. Glitching. Glitching. Is there a phone going off? <laughs> I could hear a click. Okay. <laughs> There's always ghosts in the machine here. Here we go. There we go again. <laughs> no, it's good. It sounds great. You sound brilliant. So, so yeah, and uh, I got the chance to do a little bit of digging. In yeah. I got the, the, the they, they thought I was crazy. I got up at like seven in the morning on my day off and went to Bern for the day. Switzerland's a strange place, isn't it? I um I in what in what way? No, no, love it. I mean I've got a Swiss parcel. Yeah. Um but oh partly. Um but well for a small country 
already there's such a huge difference between the French part and the German part. Yeah, very much. And then the Italian part is almost as small as like South London. Yeah. <laughs> Lugano. <laughs> That's it, right? <laughs> doesn't that doesn't no one really knows about the Italian side apart from Steve Reed who lives there. Steve Reed lives there. He lives in Lugano. Ah, yeah, interesting. interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he lives there. Every now and again I get a phone call and he's like just chilling out by the lake. Um, which is great. I can imagine it. And um but yeah, but Swiss German Zurich, Bern, Basel, really sophisticated part of the world, isn't it? People are so... I always find that, you know, if you go to the clubs or you art galleries or it's just 20% higher kind of... Do you know what I mean? Zurich is meant to be... Isn't it meant to be the place with... I think Zurich is like number two for like quality of life in the whole world, you know, living standards. As long as you earn like a shitload. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I found I always find this time especially because I got to spend a few days there that the people are unbelievably laid back. I mean, they're just so friendly and warm and welcoming. You know, everyone I met, they're just smiling, and you never—it's something quite unusual to, to be if you're a Londoner. Yeah. You know, everyone's kind of grimacing. Yeah. <laughs> um. So so yeah, I mean, I, I've always really liked it there. I've kind of been going there for a few for like you know I, was, I first went there about ten years ago on a little record trip. And it was interesting to see... Good record shops there. Oh, man. And mm. the great thing about them is that the stores, um, kind of, they, they don't sell online. So you're looking at this kind of, like, untouched stock, really. Obviously, you know, it's there are people digging for records more and more now because of the information's out there. But, you know, there's always a chance of finding something interesting. And you know, we all love that, that Euro stuff. Yeah, and you're more likely as well, I find, when you go to somewhere like, like Switzerland... I was in Geneva at the weekend and uh, I was just, uh, I played in a club called Luzine and the next morning I had to get a train to Paris. I was sort of hanging around the station and just went for a little walk because I had a little waiting time. And uh, in the back streets of Geneva, near the station, I saw this record shop. And uh, I can't remember the name of it, but it's really close to the station. There aren't many. And um, it was it was amazing, but unfortunately I didn't have enough time, oh, you know. Man. But they had things like uh, I can't. They just had some really rare stuff and European stuff in there. But I needed time to go through yeah, it and listen yeah. to it. Yeah. But I will go back there. But next door to the record shop, there was a toy shop, which was owned by this really old bloke who should have been in a sort of retirement home, really. And I walked in because I was looking for some engage railway stuff mm-hmm. for Ollie, mm-hmm. my my elder boy, yeah. who's into his engage. Oh, nice European engage as well. Of course, well. it has to be Merklin Fleischmann. And um, <laughs> <laughs> and um, anyway, I went in there thinking, well, maybe he's got some stuff. And I literally, this bloke has been. This shop's been there since 1949, yeah. and it was full of these little nooks and crannies and little corridors. And it was all. It was like the ultimate toy shop with some toys in their boxes hadn't been touched since the time since like the 60s or something i mean i, I did again i didn't have enough time you find that in europe you don't get it here anymore you don't really get don't get anymore. it here anymore don't get it europe has it all yeah and i, I got I, love actually, it. I got four um cff um silver um carriages coaches um from sort of the 19 sort of 80s mm-hmm. for 50 euros which actually is really cheap for engage I was going to say it sounds really reasonable. Yeah, because they can kind of be quite a lot more. So, so yeah, vinyl, yeah. engaged trucks. <laughs> <laughs> but the guy selling like there's, there's there's a shop in Zurich, 
Because I went to Burn one day and then I went to Zurich the next day and they thought I was even more of a lunatic because I was playing on the Saturday night and I went, I got the train both days. It was great, mm. you know. And, you know, cause it's only an hour, both cities are only an hour away from Basel. Did you get the train to Switzerland? No, I would have, that would have been very Ipcrest far, wouldn't it? Um, no, I got the um, uh, British Airways. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I was flying the flag. I was cool. And then, but no, the, the great thing, it's not, you know, like, it's different from shops over here. You go to a record shop there and they sell art books, you know, old books on graphic design. And this guy had old, like, bubblegum stickers, like Kojak stickers, like, even the original boxes from the time. Not that I would buy them, but I remember them as a kid and it's, like, just everything about nostalgia. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, and you wonder how they make any money. If they don't sell online and hardly anyone was in the shop with me, you wonder how they're kind of doing it. But I suppose, you know, it's um, it's, it's the presence and maybe you know pr producers from other countries i know americans and, and europeans always visit them so but it's just nice that they're still there really because mm. it's something that the guy in burn couldn't understand that when i told him that there's nothing like this in the uk he couldn't believe me he said you know 25 years ago um I, the, uh, london for records was like heaven and i said well that was 25 years ago you know but it was you know it's, it's, this guy just moved locations and he told me that it took him a month 40,000 boxes no um 4,000 boxes of records they moved so mental anyway so I, I picked up a few things did you yeah and have you bought i mean you've got a couple of we're going to do a double double dose today right because um this is really getting good with you now you've pulled out two um sensational looking records and i like the fact that they've got um a swiss twist on them um in terms of the composer i mean before we talk about the records can you name any great swiss Musicians. Well, now you're putting me on the spot. I should have made notes. Um, Swiss musicians. Well, there's lots of jazzers, and of course, now I'm on the spot. I'm not going to remember any at all. Um, Swiss, Swiss, Swiss. Because um, we haven't. We, we're going to play some music, uh, to, you know, from George Gruntz, but I can't. I don't want to say on the record if he was Swiss. He might have been German. I, I can't guarantee I unless we Swiss. can look it up. I think he's Swiss. I think he's Swiss We don't too. have a computer in here. No, we don't. No, and that's good. And I don't want to give you the, give anyone the wrong information. Yeah. Maybe we can... But George Gruntz sounds Swiss. It doesn't yes. sound German to me. I don't know why. Gruntz. <laughs> yeah, it's got that kind of um, sort of, you know, Swiss-German strong... Yeah. Slightly from... I don't think Zurich. I think maybe someone like Lucerne or something like mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. That's just my feeling. Probably You're completely just showing off now, aren't you? Well, no, I don't know. I'm just naming any old town that I can think of <laughs> with a lake in it. Um, so, what have you got then by George Gruntz? So, well, I kind of thought it was cool to do a little, having just been there, to, to do a little kind of Swiss connection. And then I came across this record called um, Les Echanges. Um, and it's a little seven inch uh, by George Gruntz with a guy called Rolf Lieberman, which I don't really know much about. And it's kind of like an experiment in mechanical rhythm with jazz on one side and the lineup it, it, it's a lovely looking thing as you can see it's a photo i think it's an actual photo of it, and the, the great thing about switzerland is they had all these 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 they produced more than kind of any other country they produced all these kind of i suppose i suppose promotional only advertising records and they come in little booklets so a seven inch comes in a little book with you know an explanation and stuff like that and this has got a lovely photo of an exhibition of, of, of this kind of strange um, uh, setup of uh, typewriters. <laughs> 
because the track is called Symphony Symphony uh, Les Echanges, which I'm assuming is Symphony. I don't know what does Les what does Echange mean? Is it the typewriters? Ex- the exchange. The exchange. So it must be like a typewriter exchange mm. or a mechanical something mm. like that. And um, it was like a one-off concert that that, that they had that they that they um, you know recorded especially for this session, and two drummers. Uh, Daniel Humer and Pierre Favre on drums and George Grantson prepared piano with 156 typewriters all set up playing a rhythm in unison all set, all playing a different rhythm in unison it must have taken forever if you could see the photo we'll, we'll try and put a photo on the, on, on the uh, website so you can see um, and it should be from, from the kind of late 60s period um, the same period as another record which we will play either before or afterwards, um, which is called From Sticks Land with Love, Drums and Folklore, again by George Grunt, which is on the classic and collectible Saba label from Germany. And it's just a fantastic, um, it's a kind of odd record because a lot of it's um, just kind of, cla- um, you know, folk drum rhythms. Uh, but you've got people like Nathan Davis playing sax on it. And there's a lovely modal track called. Um, uh, not springtime promises called hang on uh, hang on it's part of a series isn't it yeah it, the series is the jazz meets the world series mm. which is i mean I've, I've got you know i'm sure you've got quite a few for me yeah there's one in japan there's you know with um Hideo, yeah um with um uh, called sakura sakura with hideo shiraki there's um the one i really like is flamenco jazz which i'm sure you did pedro Teraldo. Mm. um the track on this is called High Time Keepsakes. So it's Jazz Meets the World. What world? Which part of the world? So this is, Sticks I'm assuming, um, Switzerland. So, yeah. Well, and well, it was well, recorded well, in Basel. Have a look at the sleeve notes. Maybe it will give us definite proof that George Grunts is Swiss. It might even say that he's from Lucerne. But there's quite a lot of sleeves, isn't there? You know, what's the difference for you? Because I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just me um, being... Ah, here Where? we go. George Grunts, who is a jazz musician and a Basel native. Basel. <laughs> so it all comes together. Art centre. And um, do you f- what's the difference between Saba and NPS? Because I love NPS, but Saba, which is sort of a sister label, right? The sleeves seem to be slightly thicker and the vinyls seem to be slightly heavier. Saba, as far as I know. That is your phone. Unbelievable. But it's only vibrating. I know, but it's coming through the Oh, you're kidding me. All right, so I'm going to turn it off. (laughs) Sorry, that was my phone. I'm now going to turn it off. I don't think it does. I don't know if it does come through on the the actual CD, though. It comes through my headphones, but sometimes it goes through, but it doesn't actually make it through to the... The recording. The actual recording. We'll find out. I'm sorry. No, 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 it's good. As far as I know... (laughs) I'm not going to laugh because it's going to it's going to snap on the on the mic. It's going to it's going to fizz on the mic. It won't. Your one doesn't. What's what's wrong with my one? <laughs> I've got the the master microphone. I know. My one's caught in the vortex. So Saba, as far as I know, mm. Saba was the original father company, right? And then MPS came along, and uh, MPS came along, and I suppose was maybe. They're not second presses, but some of them are. Like, for example, Flamenco Jazz did come out on Saba. The second press came out on NPS. 
so that's not as rare and expensive as the one on Saba. So Saba records are more collectible. I think they are the earlier issues, but they are owned by the same company. Yes, yeah. and they're great, and they're very hard to come by now. Yeah, and everyone knows. Well, that this one I've never seen before. I mean, I've not even seen it, let alone heard it from Stixland with, with love. love. I've only ever seen it in Switz. I've I've bought my copy in. Um, Zurich. Right. You know the person who did really well out of discovering these record shops in Switzerland and sort of parts of southern Germany was Rainer Truby because oh, yeah, of course. He, he was bang in that really early and he used to come to that's how I first met him because he used to deal records before he was DJing oh, and, I don't know, I didn't and he had all these crazy you know the Kitty Winter meets MPS type of you know European German fusion and jazz and he really got in there before you know while they were still in those record shops I remember there was one record shop in, in Zurich that I went to which had loads of, of MPS's a few years ago you'd never see that now no you don't get them at all there's nothing in fact one of the first records I ever bought um, which is probably almost worth another Joel's joint or Giles's joint at another stage is uh, when I was um, on holiday in Caen in France was uh, Liberated Fantasies by George Duke okay, which was an MPS record yeah. somehow but I don't understand how no he did a few he did a few he, he started a few. off on yeah, MPS yeah they're amazing yeah, yeah. And, uh, and that was a so yeah MPS has had a big effect really best European jazz label MPS Saba I would say, yeah. I mean, they're almost, you know, they're an indie, but they're almost like a major, you know, mm. uh, because they had so much output. The great stuff is fantastic, and then there's a lot of there are a lot of fillers. Yeah. But the but the brilliant ones like the Jazz Meets the World series, and yeah. you know, and some of the others are just. That's the best jazz label would probably be ECM, wouldn't it? Um, if you had to pick one in terms of catalogue, I mean, that's got a great catalogue, but it's quite a small catalogue in in comparison to. To ECM, but then again, ECM's limited. ECM, well. I mean, I, it's sad, really. I just actually tried to um, license some music from ECM uh, that was used in a film, um, and you know, obviously, I didn't. I, I've heard through the grapevine that they're very hybrid. I don't know if you've ever had any connections with them. Um, I know that Jez just in, interviewed um, Manfred. Is that Manfred Eichler? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He interviewed him apparently, and he's you know as you'd expect. Yeah, they're very Teutonic, aren't they? And they're very, um, uh, you know, they obviously they believe their material. It's always been a very highbrow label, and not particularly black label, considering that it's a jazz label. There are some fantastic records on there, you know. Um, uh, that's something to discuss another time. Um, but. I got in touch with them and I just got this really curt email back going, you know, I only wanted two tracks to license as a 12-inch. And um, they just got back to me and said, yes, thank you very much for your interest. Um, we've never licensed any any ECM titles for someone else's label ever. Goodbye. And so, you know, I, I kind of emailed them back and said, well, maybe this is something you should think about doing, you know, about trying to get you know, the, the catalogue into a different market maybe. And I explained what I could do and just no reply. You've got to love that, though. You've got to love yeah. that. Yeah, you know, but I, I really wanted to, the, the, you know, it just shows you there are a lot of people who bootleg records and don't bother trying to do it the right way and you try and do it the right way and you kind of get shot down. Yeah, so. you do. But in a way, it's so refreshing. I think a label like ECM, the reason it sort of has that... Is because they haven't allowed anyone to never allowed dilute anyone them. to dilute them. I mean, and also, you know, those sleeves, they've had the same format for however many years and it still works. Mm. But I suppose there's only so many sort of Hilliard Ensemble, Jan Garbrek, Keith Jarrett records you can listen to. I suppose they haven't got the kind of depth in terms of 
variety of music as say an NPS or a Sarah? Uh, you know, I think I think I'd probably say say that they did. I mean, you know, I mean, you've got things like Julian Priester, Love, 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 That's and true. you know, um, John Sermon, yeah, and Benny Maupin and stuff like that, and they're unbelievable. And recently, I've really been getting into Egberto Gismonti. Oh yeah, he did stuff. I'm on so that. into him at the moment. Yeah. So there's tons, you know, and no, there is. You know, but then you look at the the MPS and the Sabra, and I suppose if you cut it down, there's only I don't know, ten real killers or whatever. You know, there's a lot of interesting records, but the real killers, um, you can kind of name on two hands. But um, yeah, e- ECM is another story. We could do an ECM. Have you ever done an ECM special on the radio? No, no, no. But I think as uh, jazz, I just did this thing for jazz on free today, um, which is going to be going out um, on Monday actually about the um, the Havana album that I. I just came back from Cuba doing, and uh, he was telling me that he's done this interview. So that I don't know when that's going to be coming out, but I'm sure that would be fascinating. I mean, Jez was buzzing about it like that. He'd sure. Sort of really, and I think many people have done a great deal, and it was really him that made me think. Actually, it must be in a way the most um, successful and long-standing European jazz label because oh, it's still yeah. going strong and they're still releasing, you know, high-quality music. Yeah. So, hey, let's get on with these yes. musics. I mean, that is great. Um, but th- this is... What um, do you want to start with? Well, let's go George Grunt's. Um, let's start off with the 7-inch. Yes. Um, and you said it was also one of Carl Craig's favourites. Apparently, well, this record was given to me by um, my, my good friend Cherry Stones, a.k.a. Godsey. So Cherry Stones is not Gerald Jazzman. No, Cherry Stones used to work for Gerald Jazzman many years ago. Right. Uh, I think he released a record on... Um, Gerald's label years and years ago well, maybe it was the first release on Gerald's label um, he's put out record he's done compilations uh, for Universal I think Cherry Stones Rocks he's mm. done a, a mm. various things um, he's released two records on um, Whatever We Want the New York label that I did the Quiet Village stuff through but he's just literally one of my best friends and he's a real um, kind of inspiration as far as digging for records goes and he went to Switzerland a few years ago and gave me this record and said this is a gift and by the way I've heard that Kyle Craig is a massive fan of this and when you hear it you'll know, you'll know why great okay so we're going to play the seven inch which we're going to which try is... and we'll get an image and put it up on the yes on, on the on the page and then we're going to play this this track from Stixland with love drums and folklore on saba yeah which is called high time keepsakes which is kind of from the same period it's george it's the same crew george grunts and co so we were meant to do a steve miller band track this week no we're meant to do a steve winwood track we'll steve, do that next week that's right we'll do that next week what can i say Away with the typewriters. I can't believe we've spoken for 22 minutes and I play the record at the wrong speed. 
Oh, here we go. <laughs> but it sounded good. It's a bit like play, like bug in the bass bin when... It was um, like bug in the bass bin when Fabio and Groover used, used to play it at the wrong speed. Yeah, it's got a bug in the bass bin kind of flavour. Should we try it at the right speed? Please. <laughs>
that is um, what, what what we did there. What we did there is we 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 started off with the jazz version, which doesn't which doesn't have typewriters on it, um, but um, is 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 a kind of it is the predecessor to to bug in the basement, isn't it? We forgot. Yeah, it's completely um, of that ilk, isn't it? It must wow. have been a total inspiration. Yeah, for Carl Craig, and it works at both speeds. Yeah, it does. Sounds incredible at thirty three. Yeah. Did you get two copies of that? That's got, be, that's got to be so rare. You know what? It's not that rare. Most people don't know about it, but it's the kind of thing you find in Switzerland for like well, 15, Swiss, he- we're, 15 we're, we're, euros. We're not helping here, are we? By broadcasting it. I mean, what's the chance of me getting one now? I mean, I'll, at a reasonable... I'll get, I'll get you one. You've got 24 hours before this goes up on the podcast. Oh, is it going up in 24 hours? I could <laughs> phone my man in uh, Zurich. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that was the two versions, um, Les Echanges, George Grunts, um, and uh, we've just been looking at the Freedom Rhythm and Soundbook, actually, which um, I've just um, seen um, a copy of. It's finally come in. Um, it's the book that I did with um, Stuart from Soul Jazz, um, Stuart Baker, which um, I'm going to do a special podcast, actually, with him, um, focusing on some of the music of the sleeves that are that are illustrated in the book. I'm, I'm really pleased with the book. I think it looks quite nice, doesn't it? It looks amazing. There's yeah. loads of things in there I've never seen in my life I'm really before. pleased they've made it hardback because um, it, it's, it's, it's like the difference between an NPS and a Saba, isn't it? I would say. It's the Saba edition. <laughs> <laughs> it will get re-released on sort of uh, Saturn, on another sort of, subsidi- the new Soul, Soul Jazz, Jazz subsidiary. subsidiary, which would not be Saturn because that wouldn't go down very well with... Um, the orchestra, who are playing at Cafe Otto, by the way. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, really? That's two minutes away from my doorstep. Yeah. So, and we're going to be doing a book launch um, at Cafe Otto in uh, November, I think, some date then. And that's working. And um, and and Steve Reed's going to perform as well that night. So, and some of his artworks on in the book as well, which is great. Okay, so let's play the other track. Um, thanks a lot for coming in. My pleasure. Always good. We're going to do. I think we'll do Steve Winwood next time. We shall. Yeah, because you say it's a killer, and uh, I can't wait to hear it. Okay, here's the other one. This is the one on Saba. Um, High and... time promises. Yeah, let's go. George ones. Nice. Modal classic. <laughs> 